showing up at Texas was so funny to me because like I'm like lagged out from 17 hours of driving. Uh-huh. It's midnight on a ranch I don't know the layout of. Or while like Wes just goes, hey, how you doing? Here's the keys to my car. Watch out for hogs. <laughs> Where am I, dude? (laughs) Where am I? (laughs) Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Good morning, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you guys today? I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, a big, big, big win for me today. I okay. had a new razor and I was in a rush to shave and I didn't cut myself. So, oh, that's good. That's <laughs> oh nice. my god, dang! If there's one thing you don't want to rush, it's Ooh. shaving. Oh my, yeah, those cuts don't—they just don't stop bleeding. True, true. I know that was I'm fat. good. That was I don't have good to hear, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I had no speedy encounters with any blades of any sort. I'm doing good. No. No. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Right on. I remember uh growing up, like I think I was like 15 or something. So like I was just getting into like the habit of shaving and I had an electric shaver and I forgot to charge it and I shaved exactly like one portion of my face and then I had to leave for a family trip. So the whole time <laughs> I'm like, I've got my hand against my cheek. Like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. No, ah, it's a toothache. You know, just, you know, <laughs> are you okay? Do you need to get that checked out? Yeah. You know, it's don't, don't even worry. I'm sure I can like deal with it later. <laughs> this oh podcast just just, it's just turned into a session for John. So all right. <laughs> what's new? Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it was goofy. It was something I can look back on and be like, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> Who does that? But anyway. Uh, let's get into the the topic for the day. This one I'm I'm pretty excited about. I've heard this a lot from, well, I shouldn't say more atheist. My atheist friends have said this sort of thing before, but uh, it's kind of a big question here: Is Christianity a crutch? Y- you can't deal with the hardships of life, so you need religion. Um, usually, some of these types that are uh, atheist, or at least in my circles, also tend to lean towards. Uh, Marxist thinking. So they like to quote his whole bit about, uh, you know, religion is the opiate of the masses or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I guess, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Because I imagine it goes beyond like just Christianity and even seeps into uh, the ministry a bit. Like, you know, oh, spiritual healing is just a crutch. You know, if you were really good about this, you could just, you know, uh, whatever people say, you know, you could just pray it away or whatever. So what do, what do you guys think? Have you heard this sort of stuff before? Definitely. Yeah. In fact, I remember as I was raising my kids, you know, kids have stuff happen. And and I would encourage my kids to ask what ask Jesus for what he wanted them to know about whatever it was they were scared of or embarrassed about or whatever had happened at school. And and I can remember parents, you know, kind of staring at me like, well, every kid grows out of that, you know, like that. Why are you making such a big deal about that? But, you know, peace feels much better than fear or shame 
or what else they were feeling. And the fact is that there's lie-based thinking under there. So kids don't just grow out of it. What they do is they learn to cope with it and they learn to press those emotions down and just cope in whatever way their personality allows them to cope. But then it buries that lie-based thinking. And so I usually didn't go into all of that, honestly, back then, because I wasn't confident enough, I guess, to challenge them on that. But I'm so grateful that we didn't let that stuff go by to the degree my kids were willing to do it. But yeah, I got, you know, pushback from parents, especially ones that we were fairly close to that never had their kids get ministry, you know, (laughs) whereas I was telling him testimonies of things that Jesus did for my kids. You know, I'm, I'm glad that, that he, he's actually the one doing it, right? He's actually the one that's bringing the truth and the peace and the freedom. So, you know, if he didn't want me to do it, he wouldn't be doing it, but he, but he did do it and set him free of some stuff. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I think the my answer to is Christianity a, a crutch is it depends. First of all, we all need the cross. So how mm-hmm. how we view the cross is, is essential to how, and how we view God is essential to how we live our lives. So yeah, if it's we need a crutch because we can't do it ourselves, because that's not the point. The point isn't for us to do it ourselves. The point is to recognize that we have a loving heavenly father who gave his son voluntarily for us and the son who chose to go to the cross again voluntarily for us because we couldn't make it on our own. And he builds that bridge. So in that sense, yeah, but we can also spin our Christianity into a crutch because we just over-spiritualize things. And then sure, it can become a crutch. But I, I think people's casual contempt for Christianity is a, is a crutch. I think people's pointless moral posturing to make themselves look good is a crutch. There's a lot of things that are a crutch. Fantasy football is a crutch. Instagram can be a crutch. (laughs) (laughs) Binging Netflix is a crutch. All right. I'm going to break in before you go any further. So (laughs) I remember when I was a young believer and and I didn't come to know the Lord until I was 30. So now that seems really young. I would get challenged a lot by my friends that didn't, didn't know Jesus. And, and I remember being so scared and defensive about what I believed. And as I learned how to pay attention to those negative emotions I was feeling, I began to realize there's a lot of fear inside of me. You know, when someone would challenge a belief that I had, I would immediately get defensive because of the fear. And, and that actually is a great um, litmus test for us as Christians. Do we have peace because we truly do believe what we know to be true? Or do we have fear because someone is challenging something and it's shaking our cracked foundation of our theology? And so we get angry and we defend ourselves. And I remember specifically dealing with some stuff about my faith and going to memories where I prayed and nothing happened, you know, 
I asked the Lord for healing in my grandma and she died anyway. You know, there were multiple memories I went to where I started believing wrong things about God and those wrong things actually caused me to have unbelief. And so there would be fear when anyone would challenge anything around those areas. And so, yeah, honestly, I think my logical thinking about God was a a bit of a crutch at that time because I used it to um, comfort the places in my heart where, where there was fear. And then, you know, it, whenever it was shaken, then obviously all that fear came out. So after I got free of some of that stuff and I, I had a more solid foundation to stand on of experiential knowledge or experiential revelation of the Lord, I felt way more peace when I would talk to people about who Jesus was or why we believe in him or why we do the things that we do. So I think it can be a crutch if all it is is head knowledge and you use it to beat people down or to defend yourself or to make yourself feel more spiritual, because I definitely was using it to make myself feel better about myself, you know, that I was finally had value because God says I have value. We really deep down, I didn't believe I had value and I, and I needed the Lord to, to help me with that. So I think that's such a key point. Just how we use all these different things, even within our walk with Jesus, to uh, to substitute the person of Jesus, the person of the Holy Spirit, our Heavenly Father. We do so many different things. I, I even uh, struggle at times with people just saying things like, well, my faith pulled me through. Hmm. Your, faith, your faith pulled you through? What do you, what do you mean by that? Because I could have, uh, <laughs> I could be in some sort of, marathon literally running my my faith pulled me through well faith in what like me focusing on having that medal around me the recognition that i was going to get by finishing that race like what faith in what hmm. you know and I, I think faith can be so ambiguous at times and so when i hear people say my faith uh got me through okay i wonder what that means i'm not not trying to judge but sometimes we substitute what we call our faith for we, we, it can be a counterfeit to a relationship with Jesus. So like, I, I, I want Jesus to pull me through those things. I also want him to strengthen me so that I can endure those things as well. And not just saying, it's just my faith. Who's, who's ever offended by my faith pulled me through. That's so generic. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not trying to be critical. I just, think it's helpful for us to, to be a little bit more exact in what we're saying. Because mm. I think the more that we articulate things well, it shows that we're thinking through things. Mm. I think it's important to think through things and to recognize what's going on inside of my heart, what's going on around me, how can I be of better use in, in whatever situation? How can I further the kingdom? those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, kind of just saying faith in general as a generalized term is insufficient. And I think it gives a wrong idea of how God works in our life. And uh, in the sense of like, 
there are, it leaves enough ambiguity, I suppose is a better way to say it. It leaves enough ambiguity that it can be misconstrued because a lot of times um, growing up, I would look at faith as the idea of just like you have to pull through, but it's on your own strength. But God will be there if things get really bad. The kind of like a distant like you're a POW on planet Earth. And, uh, you know, you're getting orders from high command, but they're not there in the camp with you. They're not there helping you through it. They're just on high or, you know, they're they're across the ocean back at uh, in the home nation and saying, you know, tough through it, soldier. You're going to be fine. We're, we're with you in spirit, but they're not actually there. They're not actually helping you. And it took a long time to kind of get rid of that misconception of what faith is. So and who to place that faith in ultimately. Mm-hmm. So that being said, it's also kind of funny uh, hearing, you know, like people say, don't over spiritualize Christianity. <laughs> like that's that's such an interesting thing to say, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things that we, we can use as a crutch. I, I mm-hmm. hear people, John, more in your generation. What do they want to be? I want to be an influencer. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mm. Okay. Before I go any further, what's what's that reaction there? Uh, I've heard it before. Uh, John's eyebrows went to the back of his head. Eyes <laughs> ah, <laughs> rolled all the way back because I've heard it all, millennials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with being an influencer as long as it's from a standpoint of truth. Mm-hmm. There's so what many. So, like, I, I there was a, a big news story that. Uh, had to do with the police and it just got blown out of proportion. And then I heard one of the officers that was on the scene give this report and he talked about how it ruined his life. He had literally fractions of a second to make a decision on something. And he still stands by the decisions that he made were correct. But he said, people who didn't know with all their conjecture and assumptions and their biases, they said, this is what really happened. And so there's a lot of people that gain a lot of influence because you stir people up and they get all angry and upset. And he said, none of that was true. That's not how it went down. There's evidence to show this is what happened. There's body cameras that say, boom, 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 boom. This is what happened. And so he was talking about the danger of these influencers who are more uh, concerned, like John said, with getting likes, gaining fans and listeners and followers and all that, then what, what's the truth? So being an influence, Jesus was the most influential person who ever walked the earth and he was the embodiment of truth. That's I'm good with Jesus being an influencer. Yeah. And the influencers back in his day tried to cancel him too. (laughs) (laughs) They were Pharisees guys. (laughs) Out of their own selfish ambition and misguided motivations. Exactly. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of, you know, safe things to say about this topic. (laughs) Is Christianity a crutch? Because, gosh, you know, it is a crutch if we're doing things to make ourselves look good. Or I can see how even when we do things to make us feel comfortable or to get comfort, when it's not based on the comfort is coming from my relationship with Jesus and the time that I spend with them. I can see how those are crutches to, to keep us from being real, but there's so much that we do as a Christian that 
temporarily comfort us, temporarily bring guidance or direction or peace or whatever it is temporarily. Um, And I don't see those as bad things. They're things, you know, that we do just like opening up our Bible and reading if we're stressed out, you know, just feeling there's something real here. This is solid. This is truth. This is, you know, my rock and going to that just to get comfort for the moment. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I guess, separate out the genuine from the, the type of using God as a crutch for the wrong motives. It's so hard to know, you know, a person's motives or even my own, honestly, (laughs) am I doing things with the right motive in a given moment? So this is, I, I find this topic hard to talk about. (laughs) Well, and I think it's like kind of tricky because like you guys have kind of already said in some sense there, the atheist uh, perspective on this or, you know, and I obviously other people from other thoughts um, or with other thoughts also have said, you know, religion, Christianity is a crutch, et cetera. But point being, you know, like you guys have kind of affirmed that some aspects of what they're saying are true. You know, you've, uh, it can be a crutch. It can be used wrongly. Uh, you can over-spiritualize it like we've covered. And, you know, I, I don't think atheists are, are dumb people, you know? I think that they can see when something isn't working. They're humans, you know? So I wonder how much of that has led into this stereotype. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so it's, it's interesting. I, just affirming what you've said, Mary, it's kind of a, a tricky thing to navigate. You know, because like there's there's a lot of nuance to it, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because science be- can become a crutch. Science is oh, taken sure. it, like it's a religion now. Yeah, it's become an orthodoxy mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's tricky. You know, it's really it's it's a tough thing to kind of navigate because it's like you're partially right. But is that bad? Like, hmm. An example of something that uh, a friend of mine said, it's kind of an acquaintance really, said um, that you, I'm okay with people believing in Christianity. If people need to believe in something to help them to not be afraid to die, you know, I don't see the harm in that. That was their their whole summation of why we are a Christian, you know, and and the, there wasn't the opportunity right there to to really teach into that. But that perception is so interesting because, I mean, there is truth in it, right? Because my relationship with Jesus makes me long to be with him. And I don't think I fear death when I've had, you know, bad medical reports or things that have happened in my life, I've checked my heart to see, am I terrified? Am I scared? Am I all the things that can happen when that happens in your life? And for the most part, you know, I've navigated those with a lot of peace. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid to die. I don't think, but that isn't why I have a relationship with Jesus. It's because of who he is. And, and I love him because of who he is. And yes, I look forward to being with him after I leave this earth. But uh, so there's truth in that. But I'm sure there's people who can use 
the Bible as a crutch or just the belief that I guess I don't, you know, just end up being nothing when I die, you know, because that's pretty scary. And so turn to Christianity or, or a religion to make them feel more comfortable with death. That definitely is, is using it as a crutch. So I think it goes back to, it depends, right? How, Mm -hmm. how is that real in your life? There are some people who love to dangle people over hell and weaponize that. I don't think that's really the gospel. You go to heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there's, there's, there's so much there that we could talk about, but that's not the point of Jesus sacrificed himself like I've said a thousand times to build that bridge with us. So if this fits in, C.S. Lewis said, there are only two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, thy will be done. And those to whom God says in the end, thy will be done. Wow. All that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that are in hell. Choose it. Without that self-choice, there could be no hell. No soul that seriously and constantly desires joy will ever miss it. Mm. Wow. I want God to say, who said, I want to say to God, you will be done. Right. Mm -hmm. Ouch. Mm. Yeah. And like, I think that the view um, that like, like we we've covered before this before, I just kind of want to end on like a positive note for, for people who have like atheists in their lives or friends who are like uh, atheists, you know, even though they look at or some of them look at your religion like it's a crutch, you know, show them love. Please do show them love either way. You, you help them out, you know, like show them like, hey, look, this this crutch is kind of like a life affirming thing here. I'd love to show you more about it. Like one of my friends hated or I think he still does hates Christianity. Right. I used to work with him at. Um, well, I used to work with him. We'll say that. But he hates Christianity, stone cold atheist, uh, very, very extremely liberal versus I'm fairly conservative. Um, he used to like constantly post on Facebook about hating God and Christians are, you know, fill in the blank with whatever expletive you want. And um, I remember one time he um, broke up with his uh, his girlfriend, who was also very much into like different things. I don't think she was an atheist. I think she was Wiccan or whatever. So like they were both very anti-Christianity. And um, I just remember being like getting a really strong prompting from God saying like, you know, you got to reach out to this guy a little bit on my behalf. And I was like, how Lord, <laughs> he's completely different than me. But I, I was faithful to that, uh, to that end, I just reached out on Facebook and I was like, Hey man, um, I know you and I don't really see eye to eye, but it sucks that you're in pain and, uh, for whatever it's worth, I'm praying for you. Right. Like a really simple thing. And I thought I was going to get chewed out. And instead he was like, Hey man, maybe that's what I need right now. I, I appreciate you thinking of me. And I never saw him post another negative thing about Christianity on Facebook. The rest of the world, he was still flaming, but he left Christianity alone after that, which was kind of cool, you know, like, so, and again, that's like a really cool example of God working, not me doing anything interesting, but like, you know, all that to say, show love to your atheist friends, you know, show them how God is improving your life with um, <laughs> this so-called crutch of Christianity. Uh, show them, just show them that love, you know, so keep praying for them. It's great. 
Yeah, yeah. The old adage, you're the Bible that some people will, the only Bible they'll ever see. True. It's- Very true. Well, uh, shoot. I think I just have my own mic drop, guys. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. Thanks. I think uh, we'll call it here unless you guys have some final thoughts. Nope. Have a good day. All right. <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. All right. Peace. (laughs) Bye. This has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place, and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by his truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody.